You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. So, how's everybody doing? That good, huh? All right. Off and running on this Wednesday, November 4th. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York, a one-hour extravaganza, 60 minutes to cram in all that we can. That doesn't really sound like, but cram is not usually a positive. You don't usually see that in like the previews for a movie or a TV show. Cram, probably not the, the right adjective that I wanted to use there. But look, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram. At Gordon Damer. And man, what a show I have lined up for you today. Of course, the Gordon Damer Show is the exclusive home of the Regal Tumble. The Regal Tumble is the official battle to find the greatest TV show that has ever existed in the history of known man. So we will do that again today. Now, I want you to know right now, here at the Gordon Damer Show, you can always count on your vote being counted. When it comes to the Regal Tumble, when it comes to the Regal Tumble, the polling is 100% accurate 100% of the time. It's even better than Sex Panther. That's only 60% of the time it works every time. 100% of the time, the polling in the Regal Tumble on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is 100% correct. Where else can you say that? This Is Us gets 5% of the vote. This Is Us gets 5% of the vote. And out it goes. Billions get seven people to vote for it. Billions get seven votes. And out it goes. Now, obviously, yesterday was election day. We're still, obviously, awaiting the results of the uh, presidential election. The votes are still being counted. Here at the Gordon Damer Show, we count all the votes in 23 hours for the Regal Tumble. The result is presented to you fast and accurately. Now... If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that I don't do politics, right? This, I think that this is supposed to be your solitude from that. Obviously, if you want the latest news, ABC News will have that for you right now, all throughout the day, so you can check in with ABC News there. I can tell you that the station really doesn't want the shows to, you know, focus on politics. But I do. The Gordon Damer Show at 5.02, whatever it is right now, do you have the breaking news sounder, Brian? Because I can project, and this is going to come as a surprise. Kanye will not be president. That much we know. I can say that confidently right now. That is breaking news. Yes, Kanye is not going to be president, right? So, all right, there you go. But you have the vote. You have to vote. That's what they always tell you. I hope everybody voted yesterday. I don't know, man. I feel like it kind of hurts the argument that when everybody's telling you, you got to vote, you have to vote. And then the polls close. And like 10 seconds later, we can call the state. That was fast. Did I really need to stand in line for 30 minutes? I mean, if, if you're standing in line longer than it takes for them to make the call, I feel like that's probably a waste of your time. But what, who am I to say? Right. All right. But as I was watching the returns last night and and presidential elections, any real election, it's riveting television. I find myself, maybe you're like this, I just find myself staring at it, and nothing really is happening or changing, but I'm just staring at the screen. And the minutes tick by, and the hours tick by, and nothing is really happening. It's like a Jets game. You're just staring at the screen. You're waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for somebody to tell you something happened. But it just keeps going on and on. But I am fascinated by the coverage of it. All those guys 
working like the national maps, the touch screens, any and all of them, congrats to the John King or Bill Hemmer or Steve Kornacki. Boom, this state, this county, this city. If I were up there, uh, Gordon, what's the latest going on with Ohio? I'd be hitting Michigan. No, Gordon, that's Illinois, dummy. What's the latest on Idaho? Idaho, Iowa. The fact that we have an Idaho and an Iowa just doesn't make any sense. Also, do we really, did we really need two Dakotas? Couldn't we just have one Dakota? Would anybody really know the difference? Do we need to split that into two Dakotas? Doesn't feel like it. I can't remember any time anything happening in either Dakota that we would need two separate ones to differentiate between the two. But there you go. It's, uh, of course, the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. And I felt like a lot of the terms last night when they were trying to predict this thing or that thing, it was like running down the NFC East. You know, who's going to win? Oh, you just got to be patient. There's a lot up in the air right now. Nobody knows right now. It's, we're going to need more information before we can make that determination. But speaking of uh, talking in circles and nothing really happening, I don't know if you noticed, but Jets GM Joe Douglas made the rounds yesterday, spoke to the Michael K show, had a midseason press conference. Good time, right? The midway point of the season to kind of check in, see how things are going. See how things have gone since the last time he spoke, which was in the preseason, when he was saying about how the expectations for the team were too low. Now, in case you've been under a rock and you've not really been following the Jets, A, good call, good, t- good way to spend your free time not to focus on the Jets, but just to inform you, things have not gone well. In fact, things have gone about as poorly as things could go. They were 0-8 on the season. So... Among the things that Joe Douglas said yesterday was that 0-8 is on everyone on the Jets. Douglas took responsibility for not building a better roster, that it's not just on Adam Gase, it's not just on Sam Darnold, and that Adam Gase, when pushed, he said that Adam Gase is part of the solution. So here is, let's play a little bit of Joe Douglas from the Michael K. show yesterday. First off, sticking up for his head coach and friend, Adam Gase. I think... We just haven't been able, whether it's continuity, whether it's only having our offensive line together for three games, whether it's having almost a different wide receiver group uh, every week, the time we miss with Sam. I, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of reasons for us being where we are right now, and I don't think it all falls on one person. Okay. Uh, he was asked about the final eight games, and I think about the quarterback in Sam Darnold. Here is Joe Douglas. The last eight games, will they decide whether or not Sam Darnold's here next year? I think Sam is the quarterback of the future, so I'm not going to put that on the next eight games. I think I think our whole everything in the next eight games is going to be on progress. Progress from our young guys, progress from our veteran guys, progress from everybody. You know, we just we just need to do we need to do everything better. We need to do simple better. So um, that that's the focus over the next eight games. Okay, and then the other one that I think a lot of people are focusing on, this is the, the first question, anytime anything about the Jets is brought up, will Adam Gase be fired? Look, I said, I said it before, like my, my hope is that we can, we can fix this problem together, and it's, it's, easy, it's easy to pick on one person, you know, and it's easy to, it's easy to pick on the head coach, it's, it's easy to pick on the quarterback, I mean, I think those are convenient targets, but it's, it's all of us. It's all of us, and um, you know it, it, the the goal is to fix this all together. Well, they're convenient targets because they've both been awful. 
I mean, they've been awful in their own ways. And of course, no, I don't think anybody thinks that the only issues are the quarterback or the head coach, but they're the quarterback and the head coach. So, you know, look, there's plenty of times when there is a cry for, for coaches to speak or GMs to speak or owners of teams to speak, and then they finally speak and we crush them for what they said. Joe Douglas said yesterday what I expected him to say. I did not expect Joe Douglas or any GM to come out and say, boy, this Adam Gase guy, he is, he sucks. You know, like I, he's on the radio. He realizes this is a public forum. So he's going to have to say what he's going to have to say. He is not going to come out and, and crush his head coach. He's not going to come out and say, you know, this Sam Darnold guy, he is awful. No, he's not going to say that. And I would like to, I, I'd like to give Joe Douglas credit. He took more responsibility in that one interview on the K show yesterday that Adam Gase has taken in two years. But there's nothing that he can say right now that's going to make it better. So him saying that Sam Darnold is the quarterback of the future, yeah, he's the quarterback of the future for now. Saying Adam Gase is part of the solution, I would simply wonder what's the question. I would think the question is to get the number one pick. Yes, Adam Gase is absolutely the solution for that. I don't know what other solution he could be, uh, or what, the cure for insomnia? What were the other options in the, in the multiple choice? A kick to the groin? Joe said that it's easy to pick on the quarterback and easy to pick on the coach. Well, look, that's because they've both been terrible. Legit terrible from the start of the season. He says that uh, Gase's play calling was good. It was just a question of execution. Well, if, it's, if the play calling is good, but yet the players can't execute it, over and over and over and over again. Well, then the play calling is not good. He also said it's unfair to make snap judgments. It's half the season. We're at week nine. It's not a snap judgment. A snap judgment would be after the season opening loss to Buffalo where the team never showed up. Like it was like a surprise to them that they were actually playing a game that day. Or all the other countless performances where the Jets were non-competitive from the start of the game. They couldn't be any more non-competitive. Those would be snap judgments. At the halfway point of the season, there's a reason why you're speaking at the halfway point. You had half the season to evaluate. So no, it's not a snap judgment. And sure, it's not all on the coach, but I will say this. It's impossible to fix anything with the coach that you have. But here's the main point. And this is where I really want to focus at 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. I think the feedback, the reaction has been, I know it was on the K show yesterday, and I think it has been for a lot of people online and people that I talked to, that it is not a foregone conclusion that Adam Gase will be fired after this season, that somehow, some way, he could be back next year. I will say this again. Maybe the Jets win a game. Maybe they win two games. They are almost certainly going to have the number one pick. And I will say this again. Adam Gase will not be the coach of the Jets. I don't care what Joe Douglas said yesterday. Adam Gase will not be the coach of the team next year. Why can I say that confidently? If the Jets were to keep Adam Gase beyond this season, it would be the single worst decision in the history of New York sports. In the 
Think of all the bad decisions over the last five years. Think of all the bad decisions in the history of New York sports. I defy you to come up with one that would be worse than keeping Adam Gase beyond this year. It defies all logic. It defies all reason. If the Jets kept Gase, they would automatically vault to the biggest joke of all time. You could make the argument, a convincing argument, that they're the biggest joke right now by keeping him beyond this point. It would be worse than anything the Knicks have ever done. It would be worse than anything the Mets have ever done. It would be the worst thing the Jets have ever done. Think about how long that list of nominees are. So you can draw up any name, any call, any trade, any... Bobby Bonilla, Keagawa, uh, Phil Jackson, trading Tom Seaver, Eddie Curry, Frederick Weiss, Jason Bay, Andre Bargnani, you name it. If the Jets bring Adam Gase back beyond this season, it's worse than all of them. There's no way not even the Jets could do that. That's how much of a no-brainer it is. Not even the Jets could screw it up. It's so obvious that even the Jets would have to do it. So, yeah, not even the Jets would bring him back. Keep him now. Keep him throughout the season. Make sure you get that number one pick all fine and well. I don't care what Joe Douglas said yesterday. If your reaction is that, uh-oh, Adam Gase might be back, well, then you have – if that actually did transpire – the team should be taken away from the Johnsons because it's clear after 20 years of owning the team, they have no idea what they're doing. None. So much so that their decision-making process would defy all logic and reason. There's absolutely no way, not even the Jets, not even the Jets could bring back Adam Gase beyond this year. Segment two is generally the segment where I get to what I wanted to get to yesterday but ran out of time. And uh, part of that, one thing, A, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a problem, and there are many questions about him, both now, right now, in the moment, and in the future. None of those answers are Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is the Giants' backup quarterback. Anybody floating to you that the Giants would be best served by taking Daniel Jones out and putting Colt McCoy in is just grasping at straws. There is nothing to be gained from that. This season is lost. I don't care that the Giants are playing in the NFC East. It's all, it's all nonsense. You have to, most importantly, there's a lot of questions for the Giants to answer. Answer the primary question is, do you have the quarterback or not? There is nothing to be gained from putting him on the bench. You don't have enough time to make that. You only have eight games. Unfortunately, with the way he's played and where the team is at and where the team is likely going to be drafting, you're going to have to make a call on that after this season if you're sitting there with the second pick. So I only got eight games to make up this decision. I'm not going to waste a second of it on something that I know is not the answer. It's just not the answer. Also, I wanted to get to this yesterday. I didn't get a chance, mainly because I talked about other things too long. The finalists for the, uh, all the baseball awards are out. The finalists for the AL MVP are out. The finalists for the Cy Youngs are out. The Cy Youngs are easy, right? It's Trevor Bauer, it's Shane Bieber. For all the Met fans who are now going to try and concoct some argument for Jacob deGrom winning the National League Cy Young, stop it. You're embarrassing yourself. 
Last year, Met fans were going on and on about, you got to give him the award. Meanwhile, there was not anyone anywhere who made a point that he wasn't the Cy Young Jacob deGrom last year. He deserved it. He won it. It was a runaway. All good. This year, he's not the Cy Young. You just have to deal with it. He's still good. He's still yours. He's great, but he's not the Cy Young. Sorry. The AL MVP should be DJ LeMahieu. Should be. Not because he led the American League in batting average, because he led the American League in the only offensive category that really matters. Not the only one, but the one that matters the most. If you're looking for one stat that wraps up offensive baseball, OPS is the only stat you really need. It's not batting average, certainly not RBIs. You don't have to get all nerdo and and, war or this thing or that thing. OPS, that's it. That's all you need. And D.J. LeMahieu led the American League in OPS. Now, the other finalists, Jose Abreu and Jose Ramirez. I think that Jose Abreu probably will win the award. And uh, I've seen, at least so far, one of the reasons why he deserves the award. Look, he had a very nice season. But one of the reasons people are pointing out is that he led in RBIs and he played in all 60 games. Never before have I heard an argument for an award presented for something so minor. He played in 10 extra games. LeMahieu still led in the most important offensive category, and he played a more demanding defensive position. And you'd have to say, without him, there's a very good chance his team would not have made the playoffs. You really can't make that argument with the White Sox. Abreu had Tim Anderson. Ramirez was not even the most valuable player on his own team. That would be Shane Bieber. LeMahieu was clearly the most valuable player on his team. A team and his performance had to make up for the loss of other players, Judge, Stanton, everyone else. That's the first point. DJ LeMahieu should be the AL MVP. The second point is he won't win the award. Every time a Yankee is a finalist, I've pointed this out countless times, and I'm right every single time, unless you can't possibly craft any argument they will lose. And it's been going on for forever. And it's not just that they lose, because I don't really care who wins the American League MVP. But the reasoning always changes. Always, always. Just think, a couple of years ago, Shohei Otani won the uh, Rookie of the Year over Andujar and Glaber Torres. And that season, he got hurt. He couldn't even pitch in the second half of the year. The availability of the player then didn't matter. Ah, you know what? Yeah, he missed some time. But look about what he did when he was in there. But yet this year, part of the reasoning for Jose Abreu will win it is because, well, he played in every game for Chicago and he led them in RBIs. I mean, have you ever heard something so ridiculous? And the backflips, the mental gymnastics that are made by the cases being presented all in a way. To, to keep D.J. LeMahieu, who is clearly the American League MVP, probably should have got more support, uh, support last year and didn't. Okay, fine. I was fine with him not winning. Last year, I didn't think he was the MVP. This year, he should absolutely win the award. But as much as he should win the award, he won't win the award. I can tell you that right now. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's get some phone calls in. We'll start things off with uh, Neil is in the Bronx. Neil, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning, Gordon. I got two things for you. One, I agree with you with DJ. I mean, he is the most versatile player right now in the MLB. He could put it, you could put him on first, second, third, and he could, like you say, he's hitting for OPS, and which is ridiculous. 
And to uh, bring him back, Adam Gaze would be as bad as when the Yankees signed Jacoby Ellsbury and he robbed them, the Yankees of millions of dollars. Uh, I would say it's worse. Jacoby Ellsbury had a better track record of being a productive major league player than Adam Gase has been as a good head coach. I don't even think that that's that's an argument. The year before, you know, the year before uh, Ellsbury, the Yankees. Now, look, I'm not telling, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying signing Ellsbury was a good move. We all know, I think at the time that it was a bad move, but at least coming off the year prior, he had, you know, I think he had led baseball in stolen bases. He was a productive player. And yeah, he, he was, was a productive on, player even DL, in his first year with the Yankees. But then the injuries came along, and he was, you know, it was a bad signing at the time. Everybody kind of knew it was a bad signing at the time, except the Yankees, who unfortunately made the signing at the time. But no, Adam Ga- bringing back Adam Gase is, is worse. If you bring him back off of this year, that is inexcusable, it doesn't. You have absolutely no basis for that. All right, Gordy. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Look, I'm about bringing people together. And look, if you can't get on board with Adam Gase um, being fired after this year, now again, you could make the argument you want him fired right now. The team has been non-competitive throughout the season. We're already halfway through the season. There's nothing that will make you think he's going to all of a sudden now it's going to click. And God, you don't want it to click. You know, if Bill Belichick is playing the long game as smart as Bill Belichick has been in the past. And, and if he ever has heard uh, the, the ridiculous points now that the success of the Patriots is much more based on Tom Brady than it is on Bill Belichick based on half a season, half a season. Now, all of a sudden, it's all about Tom Brady, and it's none about Bill Belichick. But if Bill Belichick has heard any of those arguments and wants to uh, refute them, the smartest thing he could do is to make sure that the Jets win a couple of games by losing to the New York Jets. Now, look, that's not easy to do, and it would be certainly disappointing for uh, Patriot fans to lose two games to the Patriots. But if you're playing the long game, if you're worried about the, uh, the, the ramifications down the road— Keeping Trevor Lawrence away from the Jets is the best thing probably for the Patriots. It's certainly the best thing for Trevor Lawrence. But um, so maybe the Jets do win a game or two here. But if the Jets were ever, ever, I don't care what decision you can come up with. And I think it was Spike uh, in Jersey who brought it up the other day about that the Jets have surpassed the Knicks in terms of, um, of laughingstock. Well, that, that, that's a clash of the titans right there. I mean, that, that, that's Ali uh, Frazier. I mean, that, you could go round and round on that. I would say right now, if we went to the scorecards right in this moment, I would say, yeah, the Jets probably are. But if they were ever, ever to bring back Adam Gase, they would vault themselves so far into the future in terms of laughing stocks in New York sports that I, I don't know that, that you could ever top that decision. Adam Gase got here. Nobody wanted him here except for the Jets. He wouldn't have gotten another head coaching job that year. Maybe he would have after a year. I don't know. But he certainly wouldn't have gotten one that year. The Jets hire him. He's a disaster from jump. The Jets go 1-7 to start the season, including losses to two teams that were previously winless. But okay, over the second half of the year, they figure out a way to win some meaningless games, and they think that means something. So you bring him back for a second year. After all, you can't, you can't uh, allow, 
teams to fire coaches after one year, right? You have to, you have, to have patience. Well, you have to have patience when patience is the, the right way to go. But they bring him back for this year, and this year has been an unmitigated disaster. It's not just the 0-8 record. It's the fact that the team has been worse than 0-8. What's the line I always use? The New York Jets, the 2020 New York Jets. You have to see it to believe it. Every single game, there's another reason to point out what an embarrassment they are. Every single game, every single week, from the Bills game, the Niners game, every single game, the Dolphin game. If you bring back Adam Gase, I'm sorry, that is by far, hands down, the worst decision in the history of New York sports. And for that reason, I have to believe that the Jets won't make it. Have to believe. Let's go to Lewis and Whippany. Lewis, what's going on? Oh, excuse me, Lewis in Manhattan. Sorry, Lewis, uh, what's going on, my man? No problem. Hey, no problem. Um, good morning, I should say. Whatever happened to the Magic April? You know, Lewis, uh, we have uh, been uh, moving the show quite a bit here. I have had to uh, move my show out of the office where I was using it in the house. I don't know what happened to the Magic 8-Ball. We will certainly find the Magic. It's in the house somewhere. I think my son probably has it in his room. But if you have questions for the Magic 8-Ball, certainly uh, we will bring them up tomorrow once I find it. Uh, One question is, what will you do if the Giants were to get to the, the first pick? Assuming, just an assumption. Will you pick a quarterback or still or stick with Jones? Whoever, look, Lewis, whoever gets the number one pick this year uh, is going to take Trevor Lawrence. Assuming he comes out, assuming he, you know, he's not going to go back to school for another year. Um, now, there's not that many teams that are really in the running. It's primarily the Jets, maybe the Giants, although the Giants, their, their hopes of that are, are fading. I mean, they're getting closer and closer to winning games. And I'm sure it's very rare that a team goes one in 15. So, and I don't think the Giants are going to be a team that's one and fifteen. If you're trying, it's hard to go one and fifteen. And the Giants are at least trying. That's why the yeah. Jets being zero and sixteen, it's like they're not trying. You almost have to not try to go zero and sixteen. So I don't. But if the Giants were to somehow fall into that spot, uh, I think that they would have to take Trevor Lawrence. It doesn't matter. Jaguars. Uh, I think even teams that have quarterbacks, I think you'd have to think about taking Trevor Lawrence. But uh, you, would you, if you were to be a coach, would you would take Lawrence straight up, straight up. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I would. I mean, I think that. I mean, you know, like uh, there's not that many teams, but you know, obviously, teams like uh, the Chiefs wouldn't take. Uh, you know, they they wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence. They would trade the pick, but they're not going to be having the first pick in the draft of the teams that are realistic. You know, we did the poop rankings yesterday of all the teams that have yeah, been on the like poop it. rankings so far yeah. this year. Any of them would take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Good point. I right. appreciate it, my friend. All right, Lewis, thank, thank you for the call. one 800 919 espn one 800 Let's squeeze in Sal in Brooklyn. Sal, what's going on, man? Hey, Gordon. Good morning. Good morning, Gordon. How are you? I'm good, man. Hey, what's going on? We'll, we'll do this quick, my brother. This is why uh, DJ won't get a shot. When uh, Ichiro came into the league, he won Rookie of the Year and MVP. Right. When Matsui came into the league, right. They wouldn't give him rookie of the year because they said, well, he was already a professional <laughs> right, baseball not, player yeah. in Japan. All right? He's not in the so spirit of the rule. Right, yeah, of course. All right, exactly, right? If then the same thing happened right now, let's give it to Otani, who played in Japan, but then Andrew couldn't get it. All right, no big deal. Uh, we're not going to cry. But uh, honestly, if they bring Gates back, 
There should be nobody, just like now, there's nobody in the stand because COVID won't allow it. There should be nobody even listening to the radio for them, watching them. There is absolutely no reason, none, zero, to even say I'm going to follow this team. Drop them like like it's hot, like they say. You're 100% right. And look, I'm not usually one that would like support a, a fan boycotts or anything else. If the Jets were to do that to you, they would be basically spitting in your face. They would basically 100%. be looking at you as a fan and saying, you don't know what you're talking about. This guy who's led this team to a 7 and – I don't even know. What's the record now? 7 and 17? You lose track after a while. Whatever it is, this guy's a disaster. He was a disaster from the moment he showed up. He's been a disaster every step of the way. And, and if you somehow, after winning zero games or one game, bring him back – it's it, it it would defy all logic, all logic. It's 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 inexcusable, and I can't believe that it would ever happen. Absolutely, like like the song said, you know, you don't spit in the wind, and it'll be spent right in Jets fans' faces, saying, you know what, it really doesn't matter what you think as a fan, who we do support a team, because I go back with these bums. I was in the stands when OJ broke his record in the blizzard. You know, we used to hop that fence over in the O'Shea, but uh, mm-hmm. not gonna happen no more. I swear to God, I cut him off. Not that it matters, but. I'll be no. done with him. Look, here's the thing, Sal. And Sal, thanks for the call. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Um, it's not going to happen. There's, I'm sorry. I think the world revolves around me. And as a Dolphin fan, God would not allow me to be so happy to see Adam Gase come back for another year. Could you? I mean, I don't think he probably will finish out this year. But to get through this year. And finish where you're going to finish. They are not going, they are not even competitive in any of these games. The Giants stink. The Giants are terrible, but at least they try. At least they fight. At least they try they they do things on offense. They try to make some plays. Their defense is playing hard. They have some high, you know, even when they're not playing well, they have individual players that play well. The Jets do nothing. Zero. Nothing. So you can say that, you know, it's not all on the head coach, right? It's not all on the head coach, but you can't fix any of the problems if you continue to put the coach in position as the head coach. It's, it, I mean, it, it, I'm like taking crazy pills. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills that I would even have to argue this. He is not going to be back after this year. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Is that it? That's all we got? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Happy birthday to Matthew McConaughey. How old would you think Matthew McConaughey is, if you had to guess? Brian, do you have a guess on how old Matthew McConaughey is? It's his birthday today. I. This is hard because he, he looks really young. He does look young. Uh, I want to say 45. He's 51. Oh my goodness! He's, he is. He's he's drinking that snake juice. That's what I don't know what these people are doing, but uh, they they got some money to spend, and uh, he's he's smoke. He's he's doing something, smoking, wow, drinking something. I did not think he was 51. Yeah, he's got the snake juice in the veins. He's 51 years old today. So happy uh, birthday to Matthew McConaughey, happy distinguished birthday. career, uh, Academy Award winner. And the best we have is him going, that's the best we can do. It is the Gordon Damer Show. There's your moment of inspiration. 
I, I don't think you'll find that anywhere else. Uh, the Magic 8-Ball. During the break, I ran up to the, the, the old place in my house where I've been doing the show, the office. Now I'm downstairs in the basement. I've been kicked down to the basement. My wife just throws down some, some meat and some food every once in a while, and that, that's where I live. I live in this hobble. So I'm in the basement, but I ran up in the break and found the Magic 8-Ball. So I believe that the caller, uh, Lewis, wanted me to ask it if the Giants get the number one overall pick. What should they do? Now, the Magic 8-Ball was brought up as the Magic 8-Ball would do a better job than Adam Gase. A a pair of socks on the sidelines wearing the headset with the giant sheet of paper that has bubble screen, slant, and draw on it. The pair of socks would do a better job than Adam Gase. And no, with all due respect to uh, Joe Douglas, that's not a snap judgment. We're now eight games through year two. The guy was a disaster. He came here. He's been a disaster. And he's a disaster this year. And, and the disaster is growing. It, it leaps, it's like an amoeba. That's, it's, it keeps splitting itself over and over and over again. So the Magic 8 ball was, came up. We, I came up with it as this would be a better way for the Jets to run their franchise. So it's not really a giant thing. The Giants, I think that they have a pretty good head coach in Joe Judge. But here's the Magic 8 ball answering the question. Of if the Giants were to get the number one pick, would they move on from Daniel Jones? And the Magic Eight Ball says, Ooh, "Wait a second, my oh, what is it? My reply? I can't. I got the, the worst Magic Eight Ball in the world here, bro. You got it on Amazon too, so it I did. Been... Amazon. I think I got. To, I, got I think I got scammed. Now, Gordon, did you get a bestseller? Or did you get one that had like no? Two stars? I went with the first link. Okay, here we go. Better not tell you now. Oh, I don't like that. What the hell? Hold on. One more time. Let's try it one more time. Oh, wait a second. This time it's simply yes. Yes, they would take. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's true. I think if they had the number one pick, but the problem is for the Giants, they're not going to get the number one pick. The Jets have that lockdown. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. All right, we're already running out of time. This show is flying by. I'm wasting time on the the Magic 8-Ball running up the stairs, trying to catch my breath as I run downstairs. We're going to move headlines to tomorrow because we just have too much stuff to squeeze in today. Oh, man. And Joe Douglas is not going to speak again, not after yesterday's extravaganza. So let's get to the Regal Tumble. You know it. You love it. It is the quest, the battle to find the greatest television show of all time it's day 13 every single day a show gets introduced into the mix the three remaining shows that had enough votes to remain in the battle they are still there and then we introduce a new one every single day a secretly guarded list by me only i know who the next show is on the list now yesterday we had ozark which got introduced to the mix ozark very popular on netflix it's one of those shows that people rave about. A lot of people at the station. Oh, my God, they love Ozark. When I, when I criticized Ozark, oh, my God, you thought I was criticizing uh, a family member. Jason Bateman, Laura Linney. People tell me it's a great show. It's a show that presents itself as a great show, but it's not. Big, splashy things like a great show. It does those things, but it just doesn't have the characters that you care about. Plus, it's completely predictable, ridiculous, all these type of things. You know what's also predictable? It got bounced on day number one. So already Ozark out of the mix. Here it comes. There it goes. So let's move on to the Regal Tumble. Hit the music, Brian. Yes, that's the sign. That's the sign. The music. Very dramatic music. Day 13. Now, in case you're wondering, who were the remaining shows? Well, they are... They're really the power trio, right? Now, was there ever a, a power trio? I know they had the four horsemen. 
But was there ever a, a three? The NWO was kind of three when they first started. I don't know what would the, yeah, the, that was the a power perfect trio. analogy. Well, maybe this is the NWO. Yeah, it was Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. So, yeah, that was a power trio. Okay, so uh, the power trio when it comes to the Regal Tumble are... The Office. Also... And finally, yes, the Sopranos. So those three have been in the in the mix here for the last few days. It's going to be very difficult to get one of those three out. I will say that we have lots of good contenders still to come. Now people keep suggesting ones that have already been eliminated. But today's entry, let's find out who is joining the fray and can they do any damage to the big three. Music is for 24. Mamma mia! Counterterrorism agent, agent uh, Jack Bauer fights the bad guys a day at a time, right? Each episode actually unfolded in real time. 24 covers a single day in the life of Bauer each season. Uh, Bauer deals with assassination attempts, nuclear attacks, bioterrorism, all from a guy who could fit in your pocket. He's, he's adorable. You could, I mean, he's not uh, the biggest guy. Uh, torture, traitors, sleeper cell. Very highly thought of, 24. It was never one of my shows, but uh, rated on IMDb at 8.3. 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, Jack Bauer, we'll see if he can do any damage as he enters the fray of the Regal Tumble. And of course you can vote. Yeah, you can vote on the Regal Tumble on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And I am putting the poll up uh, as we speak right now. So there you go. The Regal Tumble on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Today's entry, 24. So it's Seinfeld, The Office, The Sopranos, or 24. And the vote, where every vote counts, and we do it in a very quick fact. By tomorrow's show, we will know the results of the Regal Tumble. What else can you say that about? All right, let's get some more calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Oh, so if you want to get in on the Regal Tumble, if you want to ask the Magic 8-Ball a Jets question, you can certainly do that. But uh, the other topics that we've touched on today, DJ LeMayhew clearly should be the American League MVP. Secondly, DJ LeMayhew almost certainly won't win the American League MVP. And then, of course, you have the Jets. And uh, Joe Douglas's comments yesterday, and I've said... And we'll continue to say, if, if Adam Gase somehow survives this season and is brought back next year, then the Jets will have had no question. There will never be a question again about what the worst decision in the history of New York sports is. Because there is no basis for the fact that the guy's even the coach now. But I understand, given where you are, you want to get the number one pick overall, you keep Adam Gase in place. The only thing that could mess that up for the Jets at this point is a coaching change. And that might not even do it. That's how bad they've been. But after this year, once you have the number one pick lined up, to think you could ever possibly bring back Adam Gase beyond this year, it would defy all logic. It's so much of a no-brainer, not even the Jets could screw it up. Think about how many things you can say that about. All right, let's go. Can we get in a couple more? Yeah, let's get a couple more in here. one 800 919 
ESPN. Let's go to Tito. He is in Boston. Tito, what's going on, my man? How, how are we doing this evening? Um, this I, evening? Oh, actually, this morning, what time zone are you in, uh, Tito? This um, morning, but okay. My, my big point is, look, if you're Sam Darnold, or don't, say, say the big old one and two, the Giants, the, the Jets and the Giants, okay, you, you got to be loving it, especially if you're Sam Darnold, because, like, yo, I'm out of here. Yes. Anywhere I'm going is better than this. You know what I mean? Because I'm getting traded, and you look, and you, if you really look at teams that need quarterbacks, okay, New Orleans is going to need a quarterback. Sam Donald is better than their backup right now because Drew Brees, this is it for him. So he, 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 either way, Sam Donald is going to be in a good position because he is out of here, okay? And one last point. I know that they're talking about Justin Fields going too, okay? I would not walk away from Justin Fields. I would run away from Justin Fields. Ohio State has no track record of producing pro quarterbacks. Look at the last ones that they – they even got one that won a Heisman. Pro – they do not produce quarterbacks that are successful in the pros at all. Look at the one down in Washington. Tina, the only thing about that is tell me the – they bring that up about USC all the time. Tell me – and I'm not saying that I like Justin Fields or I take him number two or anything like that, but I'm just saying what college, what university – has a history of producing uh, pro after pro after pro. There really isn't one. Right, exactly, but, it, but it, they haven't at all. Don't get but me no, wrong. But they nobody has. Constantly. They're but this kid, Justin Fields, couldn't even be out from, from over at Georgia. Just the last thing on Tre- Trevor Lawrence, right? from the moment he showed up, he won, he won the job at Clemson. He wasn't, it wasn't given to him. So he competed, won the job, and hasn't seen the bench set. Yeah, no, and Tito, thanks for the call, man. Look, uh, nobody's questioning that. Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick, and after that, it kind of depends on how things break down. And and once you remove the number one pick that the Jets have virtually locked up at this point, uh, then it becomes a question, right? Like, it depends. are the Giants going to pick number two? That's not uh, any foregone conclusion. I think the Giants could win some games. Uh, The Jaguars certainly seem like they're trending in that direction. So if the Jaguars wind up with the second pick overall – I think there's a very good chance that Justin Fields is the guy that goes there. But if the, if the Giants end up there, look, they'll have a conversation to have because if you wind up with the second pick, then that's a sign that Daniel Jones has not played very well. But that, that is still, we have a long way to go before we figure out what number two is. Number one, it's just such a lock because Trevor Lawrence is a lock and the Jets are a lock. That's why that conversation has come up time and time and time again. And I'm not sure how many times I've mentioned it today, but it legally I have to say Trevor Lawrence's name four times. So I think I've said it at least twice. But Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, even if he wants to go back to school, uh, he's still, uh, you know, he, 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 I don't know if he can avoid the Jets is my point as I bring up Trevor Lawrence's name four times. It's been a world. I don't know. I say it's a one-hour extravaganza every single day, 60 minutes, and uh, it flies by so quickly. Of course, the Regal Tumble is up again today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Today's entry is 24, so you can vote on that. I should also tell you the Michael K. Show's 20 and 20 contest continues today at 3 o'clock. So be listening for your chance at 20 great prizes over 20 days to make your home life a little bit more enjoyable for today. Again, I gotta, I, I really got to stress this. I think that they're blowing it a little bit by not revealing. The, the beauty is the reveal. Think about the regal tumble. What's the fun of the regal tumble? It's coming back every single day to find out what the show is going to be. Let me put a little Gordon Damer show spice on the K-Show 20 for 20, right? 
All right, here's today's, let's find out what today's giveaway is going to be. Here we go. Doesn't that add a little bit more fun? The guys are going to be giving away a Sonos Move Portable Wi-Fi speaker. Boom, look at that. It sounds just better with the, the reveal. It's the 20 and 20 contest. It's brought to you by PC Richard & Son, Kansas City Steak, The Bar Sheen, Premium Cocktails on Demand, and 98.7 FM ESPN New York. All right, so among the topics today, in case you're just joining us, DJ LeMahieu should be the American League MVP. He won't be the American League MVP. And then, of course, a lot of feedback from Joe Douglas's comments yesterday, among them that, you know, the eight games, you don't want to make any snap judgments uh, snap judgments. It's half the season. It's not fair. It's uh, it's easy to to criticize the coach and, and the quarterback. Yeah, it's easy because they've been they've been uh, awful. They've been terrible from uh, from jump. So yeah, of course. So I'm not going to hammer Joe Douglas because that's what he's got to say. But if your reaction to what he said yesterday was that you know what Adam Gase is not a foregone conclusion, he's going to be fired. I will tell you right now. That if he is brought back, that will be the single, it's not even a contest. It will, everybody will be running for second place in the worst decision in the history of New York sports. That's how far of a blowout it will be. Let's get a couple more calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Let's go to Corey and Edison. Corey, go. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, no, there's no doubt that my Jets are a joke and uh, you know, a complete laughingstock. But if they get Trevor and and Joe hits on these picks for Jamal and the picks he's going to get for Sam and spend some money, I see no reason why even next year they could be competing for the AFC East, considering how bad it is and the fluctuation in that division. You don't know uh, what you're going to get from Tua and obviously New England. They don't have a quarterback right now. Yeah, Bills well, I mean, are, Matt, I, I would simply say, and look, we got to run because we're running out of time here, and I don't know how much time we actually have left. Uh, Brian, if you could put up the clock, that would be that would be helpful. Um, that's a, I mean, let's walk before we can run, right? Like, they're not even going to win. A, we're pretty much con- confirmed they're not going to win a single game this year. So, yeah, if they fire Adam Gase and they bring up a, uh, uh, you know, they get somebody else who actually has an idea and they'd almost have to be making a major improvement by that, no matter who they go out and get. Is there a path that moving forward? Yeah, but let's walk before we can run. I mean, we're, we're talking about a team that can't win a single game this year. And we're still having a conversation of whether or not the coach is going to coach this year and possibly next year. So let's, let's not get carried away. You know what's getting carried away? Me. The show is over already for today. Please vote on the Regal Tumble. It's up on Twitter. We'll see you tomorrow at 5, 98.7 FM. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.